Thunderbolt. It needs to become more of, I don't know, the racer or the little dipper or something. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The Pirates are back in action tonight in San Diego with a 9.40 p.m. Eastern time first pitch at Petco Park. They'll be out there for three and then roll up I-5 to take on the Dodgers for three more before coming home. Along the way, here's hoping for this young man's sake that Reynolds starts to swing the bat the way everybody knows that he can. Because if he doesn't, I'm probably getting ahead of things here, but maybe not too much. It's going to start looking like he's one of those guys who has one on year, one off year, one on year, and one off year. If you go over his four partial seasons in the bigs, this is what you come up with just from nothing other than plain old batting average. 2019, he batted 314. Absolutely uh, refused to get sent back to the minors. In 2020, the shortened season in only 57 games, batted 189. Last year, all-star starter in the all-star game. 302 average. 2022... Right now, he's back down, way back down, to 216. Now, I can get into deeper detail on that, but you kind of get the picture. Because not only is he not hitting the ball, but he's not hitting it for anything remotely resembling power. He's got the five home runs, one of them the inside the parker the other night. And he's got nine RBIs. And he, well, at least until the other day, the Wednesday game against Colorado when he was slotted to lead off just to try to get him going. He's been in a spot where he does need to drive in runs. His production is needed there. But the real way that I could tell that things aren't going well is because that clubhouse opened on Wednesday to the media, and I made a beeline for the number 10 stall, and he saw me coming. And you could see in all of that cringing and wincing and everything else he was doing that he had just about as much use for speaking with me in that moment as he'd have in plopping himself down into a dentist chair, which of course did not deter me because I've dealt with this young man in good times and bad and had no issue whatsoever approaching him. And once I got there, acknowledging that he'd rather not be answering any questions from me. And as it turned out, the conversation went pretty much as I'd expected. So, Brian, how about that double you got in this game? Well, I mean, there also was a walk. You showed some good patience. No timing. No da 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 I mean, look, man, you went first to third on a big play there. You ended up scoring the winning run. Wanted nothing to do with any of it. This dude wants nothing to do with anything when he isn't hitting the way he's capable. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I don't buy it. Not yet. I don't see something that's wrong with Reynolds where I could point to a way that opponents are attacking him, where they've found some you know, fatal or semi-fatal flaw in his swing, an area where he just can't get right. What I heard from him underneath all that grunting was that his timing is off. I'm going to remind people who've been with me for a while, whether it's listening or watching or reading, that Andrew McCutcheon, in his final year with the Pirates, went through a really lousy slump through the first couple months of the season. And he also got into a really bad mood and also, for the same reason, Kutch has always been able to hit. And on those rare occasions when Kutch couldn't, he'd get angry about it, he'd figure it out, and he'd just take off. And I have a feeling that's what we're going to see here with Reynolds, because Kutch would also cite the same thing. Timing. It would be something that's not lining up between his lower body and upper body. His torso is going too soon. He's leaning into it a little early. Or he's not being aggressive enough. And this is something else that Reynolds brought up in our exchange. On one hand, he always has to be and wants to be Patient because he's going to work walks and he's going to work toward getting the pitch that he wants to drive. On the other hand, he feels like that when he's seeing that pitch, he's reacting late to it. And that's what's irritating him right now. That's what's eating at him. It's not so much what you see, and it's definitely not the outcomes. Because I'll repeat that on the day that I went to talk to him, he had a double and a walk, and I mean, he had a couple of crappy at-bats too, okay? But he also had a double and a walk, and for most people, that's a pretty quality output for the afternoon. What he thinks about, and actually what all hitters think about, are all pitches that they see, all the opportunities that they have to be productive at the plate. So they're going to think about, you know, strike one or ball two or something like that, where we put it right out of our heads is just another digit in the count. He's thinking to a pitch that he knows he could have damaged and didn't. That's what's going on in his head right now. He feels like he's bypassing, sometimes willfully, opportunities to really, really smoke the ball. 
I am not a hitting coach. I will not play one on this show. I will, however, tell you that from extensive conversations with people over 20 years of covering this game, that timing issues get resolved. And when they do, when that hitter finds that comfort zone again, they really do take off. Watch, watch for Reynolds. When we come back, just one question. Jose Quintana, I think it's obvious that he's going to be dealt at the trade deadline. And if he keeps it up, he'll probably be one of the bigger names as a lefty starter who's doing extremely well right now. I wonder if the Pirates might be able to package Quintana with a prospect for a player that we could use right now and keep for a couple of years. I'm not anticipating a a trade like the one you describe, Ethan. I am definitely anticipating a trade. This is why a team at this stage of a build goes and gets a pitcher of Quintana's age, experience, and, by the way, pedigree. What Quintana's done for the Pirates this season is stuff that he's done in the past, notably with the White Sox. He's a good, good pitcher. And you're also correct that his being a lefty, presuming this is why you brought it up, means teams could look at him as someone that they, too, could keep into the future since lefties never age. But I, everything, I mean, everything that I've heard from Ben Charrington and his staff would overwhelmingly suggest that they are still very much in the phase of attempting to build up that minor league system to keep infusing prospects. And what you don't want to do is start accepting lesser prospects or safer prospects just because you start thinking that you're a little closer. To some extent, and nobody's going to want to hear this, but the pirate cycle has to be unending. Not the whole way unending, as in it's never modified or it's never uh, flipped to Pittsburgh being the priority. But what you're always going to see, and I do mean always, is an emphasis on infusing high-end or high-ceiling talent into the system, and from there doing everything possible to nurture it, develop it, and make sure that it ends up becoming what you hope for at the end of the assembly line. If Charrington were to take your suggestion and throw in a prospect from the current system. Well, I'll toss this back at you, Ethan, and ask, just as an example, which position group would you be willing to send someone from? Which position group do you see as the one where the Pirates are just, whoa, they've got so much there, they can just afford to... They're not there. They're not there. They don't have that. There's progress on that front for as much as I rip them 
for the lack of progress or occasional regress at the Pittsburgh level, and I feel that's a fair criticism, there's no doubting that they've added talent, both in quantity and quality, throughout the minor league system. That's what they'll need to do with Quintana as well. The one thing that I do hope for, though, if I had to single a wish out from the coming Quintana trade, it'd be this. Make it a pitcher. You do want to see the Pirates start prioritizing arms. If you look right now and everybody glows about O'Neill Cruz and Mason Martin in Indianapolis, but the ugly underbelly in Indy is that there isn't much pitching and there isn't much hope for the pitching. The next wave of hope for that is in Altoona. So I'd be looking for arms. I don't care if they're advanced arms or if they're low A arms. I would just keep looking for pitching. This organization needs pitching. Everyone, everywhere needs pitching, of course, but the Pirates are no exception. I appreciate the question, Ethan. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one Monday. Mm-hmm.